0: To Marvelicious Toys, hosted by Justin and his amazing friends Arnie and Marjorie. We bring you news and reviews of Marvel toys, statues, and more, because not all Marvel collections can be bagged and boarded. They're not just toys, they're Marvelicious.
1: Hi, and welcome to a very special issue of Marvelicious from San Diego Comic-Con. This is Marjorie.
2: This is Arnie. And this is Justin. And we are sitting outdoors on a glorious 80-degree day. Nice breeze coming in from the southwest of San Diego Comic-Con, and somehow I've turned into Al Roker.
1: <laughs> no one really cares about the weather, Arnie.
2: <laughs> I'm just actually, I'm thinking it's over 100 degrees back home, and I'm wanting to rub it in. Oh, yeah,
3: low humidity, nice sea breeze coming in. It's a, it's a very dry heat.
1: Yeah, it's actually 115 at home. That's the feels-like temperature. You know what it feels like here? Awesome.
2: <laughs> it does now. We are recording this on Saturday afternoon. Let me tell you, the first day at Comic-Con, not so awesome for us. Uh.
1: No, it was a horrible day all around. However, it was capped off by having an ungodly, frustrating, and angering experience in the Hasbro toy Shop line.
2: Now, as we found out, I think the day we got here, there was a Thor Marvel Legends Comic-Con exclusive, and it was
3: awesome. Oh, man. I'm telling you. Wait till the last second to break that out on us, right? No idea. And I was like, oh, hey, there's one more thing you guys have to carry. (laughs) They're taking notes from Steve Jobs. (laughs) Thor
2: was the, and there's one more thing. (laughs) And one more thing. And it goes with this cool hammer package, Unless you think the handle just be wasted, they put a poster in there. Oh, nice. So you're getting a figure, you're getting a poster, and of course there's the Sentinel. The Sentinel, the big mamma jamma coming in with the purplish paint sculpt versus the silver one that's going to be out at retail. Really nice. The mugs.
3: Yeah, those
1: are super cute, aren't they?
3: Oh, yeah. Those are even better in person, aren't they?
1: Yes, they are just like amazing. And I love that Spider-Man mug.
2: The Spider-Man one is so much better than when they previewed it, what, two years ago? They got the mask a lot better, because before it really looked like some little kid's homemade Halloween costume was shoved over this Mighty Mugs head.
1: Yeah, and I'm really hoping that these were successful and they are going to continue doing them. I don't mind if they're exclusives. That's fine. I'm great with it, because these were special and they're awesome. I just want the line to continue.
2: It was announced in the Hasbro panel that the mugs will continue, probably in the same capacity Capacity as they have, a few a year, you know, tied into various multimedia and as exclusives, but there will be some.
1: Hasbro, I love you.
3: <laughs> well, I think that's the way to go with the mugs too. I mean, it feels like they've done quite a few of the characters already. You know, we'd start getting into alternate, alternate outfits here pretty soon.
2: To a degree, but I wish that they'd finish off some of the ones they'd shown at Comic Con a couple years ago, like the juggernaut. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, so th- there's other alternatives there. And with that exclusive, the mini mugs, they put a little plastic dome over Giant Man's head. So I, I didn't know if they were just got have the toy sticking out and when you ship him, if there was going to possibly be damage. No, it's actually a plastic little dome over the top. It's that little touch that makes it feel a little less like I'm being bent over for the money. <laughs>
3: <laughs> now, even my wife, Chev, who doesn't collect at all, she saw that set and she fell in love. She really liked that one. So some great items items here,
2: if you can get them, because we got here, and the very first thing we did on preview night, we were in line, got, we got here really early, too, and very first thing I did, book to the Hasbro line, I get there, they cap it within two minutes of me getting there. And... We stand in line for two and a half hours. And the line didn't move for what, the first hour and a half of it?
1: That is correct. I stood in line for you as your proxy, as I often do, while you went and got other things, while I held your place in line. And I got to be really great friends with a security guard. He was really nice. They were rousting line cutters, because what people would do is they'd get in line, and then they would say, hey, my friend, he was just here. And then for other people to get in line because of the crazy low limits on the Hasbro stuff.
2: Well... There was some shenanigans going on because there were people walking out of there literally with dollies and cases on them and luggage carts full of Sentinels and Death Star sets and all kinds of stuff. So we weren't moving and these security guards, their job may have been to stop that line cutting. They failed. If this was their annual performance review, I'm going to pull the Donald Trump. You're fired because you suck.
1: The guy who was in our area of the line, though, was really good at it. It was the other three sides where it wasn't working out so well. Because the line kept growing inside, and people who we had never seen before were with other people that we had been looking at for an hour. So it was, he was doing a good job. There were some breaches in security.
2: Well, two and a half hours, and then the rumor comes that if we're not inside the roped area, and we'd barely moved, we were not in the roped area. If you're not in the roped area, too bad, so sad. Have a nice day, Sayonara. You wasted your preview night.
3: Yeah, I'm telling you, I I had to stay back for a funeral, so I was late getting to Comic Con. And I don't think I've ever said this before, but it sounds like I'm lucky that I was at a funeral rather than the Hasbro booth on the previous night. It
1: was- Pretty bad. People were pissed. I mean, people were just like ready to eviscerate Hasbro.
2: I'm sure somewhere on YouTube, I saw this guy chasing a Hasbro booth worker with a—it wasn't an iPad. It was some other tablet recording her going, "Can I get on camera? Why you will not give us tickets? Because normally, what happens is when they close down on preview night, they give the people who are in line, and the line was capped. Understand this: the line was capped, and we were in the capped area. They capped the line and sent people away saying nobody else can get in line but we were in line we were waiting and the normal procedure for this is we will give the people who were in the line before we capped it tickets so you come back the next day you get priority access pick up where you left off you know to be continued yeah well the rumor was if you weren't in the roped area no tickets nothing and so i found this hasbro worker who later was being chased with the camera and i said to her i'm hearing we may not get tickets what's up why why wouldn't you give us tickets she looked me dead in the eye and said, we have no tickets. There are no tickets. I can't give you what we don't have. And so I'm like, well, all right. I'll take her at her word. I have no reason to disbelieve her. And later, she's being chased with that camera with this guy asking, why won't you give us tickets? Well, come 9 o'clock, the con closes the floor. You're not allowed to sell anything after 9 o'clock. The people who were in the roped area got those tickets that supposedly didn't exist (laughs) from the woman who said she had no tickets. (laughs) So, she looked me in the and lied to me. Now, if you want to tell me some uh, untruth or a harsh truth, I'd rather have a harsh truth than a bold-faced lie that is going to be disproven in 20 minutes later.
3: Yeah. Let me ask you this. You guys have been here before, and you've been to preview nights before. What What's different about this year? Is it, the, is it the amount of people that were let in on previous night?
1: Optimus Prime and Starscream.
2: I completely agree. I mean, I've heard some rumors people got in from various doors. Our own experience shows that not to be true because we tried to get in those doors after hitting an ATM and couldn't. And last year at Preview Night, I did the exact same thing. Ran right in, got in about the same place in the Hasbro line, and one hour later walked away with my exclusives.
1: But what was different this year besides Starscream and Optimus Prime is people would get to the checkout, and then they'd have other people join them at the checkout, and then those people would process their orders also. So there was line cutting, and then there was line cutting at the register, and they were doing nothing to stop it.
3: Yeah, that sounds that sounds a little unfortunate.
1: Well, when it turned out that I realized that
2: we were going to get screwed out of our entire evening, I started talking to people in line, trying to see if I could salvage anything, and asking people, you know, to figuring, some of them have to be G.I. Joe collectors, and some of them have to be Transformers collectors. Maybe they could help me out. Yeah. 95% of the people I talked to had written the maximum across the board for every collectible line. If I wanted a My Little Pony, they might have helped me out. But... <laughs> (laughs) If I wanted Transformers, Joe, Marvel, or Star Wars, they had the maximum down. And many of them told me, I'm taking this home to sell. And that night, I saw several of these things up on eBay, and, like, several things were limit one, and they'd have quantity three available from the same seller as a buy it now.
1: Interesting. It failed miserably, and I don't know what they can do to make it better, but it's scalping got out of hand. What
2: they could make it better is give everyone, before they cap the line, tickets. And yes, scalping is out of hand. It always has been. Exhibitors getting in line and then changing badges to non-exhibitor badges once the floor opens, that always happens too. You shouldn't need to buy an exhibitor booth in order to get in line though and do this. And by the time you could get tickets pretty reasonably on Saturday, the Scream and the G.I. Joe figures were sold out. So if that's what you were here for, too bad. I was, I talked to some of the guys who work at Hasbro, not in the sales area, and they were pretty chagrined at the way it was handled. But but fortunately, Baron, our podcast enhancer, performed magic again, and I did walk away with two of the Sentinels, one to open, one to keep mint on card, got two Thors, one to keep mint in hammer, and one to open.
3: Yeah, that still kills me, mint on card for an 18-inch figure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Thor, mint and, in and hammer. <laughs>
2: And then two sets of the mugs. one to keep Minton Dome. <laughs> I did not get one of the Spider-Man Mighty mugs to keep Minton Box because those in box. I have my limits. <laughs> so thank you to Baron for weaving your magic the way you do and allowing that to happen.
1: Let's move on to something more happy. One of the times that you went out while I held your place in line, because I'm your line proxy.
2: Well, one of the places I went was the Tokidoki booth.
1: Yes, (laughs) because I have a problem.
2: And this problem is exacerbated by Jacob, co-host of Now Playing, the movie review podcast. You can find it at nowplayingpodcast.com, where we're reviewing Marvel movies. Anyway, I'm sorry to have gone into ad speak there. (laughs) But he and his wife both love Marvel stuff, and especially cute Marvel. Marvel stuff and told you about something called Marvel Frenzies, which put you in a frenzy.
1: Well, I knew about them before, but you only could buy them on the Tokidoki website, and they were $7 each, no price break whatsoever, and they're blind boxed. So I was hesitant to buy, because what do I do, blah, blah, blah. They had them at the Tokidoki booth here, two for ten. So that's savings. That's like a free one, almost, kind of, sort of in a way, right? As
2: many as you've bought, it's like ten free
1: ones. Yeah. I've got a little bit of a problem with them. I keep buying them because I need the complete set now because they're all freaking adorable. And I, I got my first Hulk today, and I was very excited because he's super cute, isn't he?
2: I think you've bought 30 Frenzies now. Uh, how many did you buy before? I bought you 10 the first night as well as the premier Captain America shirt. And then the next day you went back and had to have 10 more. You were actually only going to buy yourself six, but I said make it 10. And then I bought them for you as a thank you for waiting in line for me
3: present.
1: And then I just bought 10 today. So that's thirty. Yeah.
3: How many? How many characters are there? Do we um, know? There's twenty. Twenty all together. Yes. All right.
1: And I'm missing less than half. I think I'm down to like six or seven now that I'm
3: missing. I don't want to do the math on that, but
1: don't do the math, Justin. Right. Don't just. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Don't do the Yeah, this created a
2: whole new problem. I mean, you always do love the cute Marvel stuff, the mugs, the superhero squad, the squinkies, and now the frenzies. But I got to say, you know, these really are cute.
1: Of course they are. They're adorable. I mean, how could you not love this little Hulk?
3: So what are, what are we going to consider these? Are these like backpack buddies or keychain danglers? I mean, I, they have.
1: I, so you're, you're trying to validate my purchase No,
3: path? no. I love them. I'm I just trying you to I think you can like put, put them describe. in your hair, right? There's a
2: braid. You, no, could, you I don't
1: think you want to put that in your hair, honey. No, no. I mean, I guess I could have my hairdresser whip something up and attach them, but um, <laughs> no, I just have them on my my sling bag for my camera right now on the little zipper pull, and they're really cute hulk and wolverine are hanging out kind of looks like they're making out but
2: um, i'm sure it's actually a brutal battle
1: yes it is a brutal battle because that's how they are that's how they roll
3: i, I mean i dig them because they are great little 3d representations of you know the toki doki art you know and there's it's not like with some of these other toy lines where they take a, a common book and just paint it up to make it look like something these are all individually sculpted to be you know individual characters and I'm sitting here looking at a vision, which is really cool. He's got a huge vision head. <laughs>
1: it's great, isn't it, In that collar? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm i missing six of them.
2: Well, we got to get me a Spider-Man. I'm sorry, we have to have me a Spider-Man.
1: Well, the great thing is the guys at Tokidoki, you can trade, so they've got certain ones laying out. And if you see one you want and you've got your spares, they'll trade you. Sue Storm.
3: Yeah, and do you guys notice? She's translucent-legged. Yeah. Oh, boy. And the
4: Merry down. Christmas,
3: Justin. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I did not notice that. I was hoping the Human Torch would be translucent, but he's really not.
3: Well, I think the little flames coming off the yeah. side of him are.
1: I mean, for five bucks, that's pretty decent of a little figure, isn't it?
3: I like them.
2: They're cute. I mean, and I don't know. They're smaller than Superhero Squad, but they're much cuter and more stylized than Superhero Squad. And like you say about the standard buck, Superhero Squad is also pretty culpable of using the same kind of bodies and poses again and again. Oh, she's opening them now we got another mr. Fantastic here with his little gray temples
1: no I did I talk to the guys at Tokidoki and they told me that oh my
2: Okay, sorry. (laughs) And he's got a hamburger.
1: He does, because he loves hamburgers. Don't you know that? Well, that makes
2: him Captain America.
1: See? I love burgers. (laughs) It is on
2: the Tokidoki art. Yes,
1: he loves burgers. Okay, sorry. I digress. They told me that there are no rares, that they're all just pretty equal. But they're really great about trading.
2: that's cool. When we walked up before recording, Marjorie was talking about buying a case. The case is only $100, and
1: I'm the one with a problem? Mine are very small. I can carry them on an airplane. They don't have to pay for shipping, and they're a lot cheaper.
2: You also got a Tokidoki iPhone case. They had three on display for the iPhone 4.
1: They did. It's very cool. I got the one with all the characters because I couldn't decide between Spider-Man and Captain America. And I wasn't going to buy all three cases because they're 40 bucks each.
3: You know, normally, I, I think it's funny when the two of you sit there and, you know, kind of have to explain each other's collecting habits and addictions to I, one it, another and, and like justify rehab, them. Yeah, like usually that makes group? me laugh, but my wife is sitting just to the right of me right now. And I don't know if I want <laughs> Start playing that game. So,
1: <laughs> did you see them, Chef? They're very cute. See, I can take you to the booth. You might like the T-shirts too. Uh,
3: All right, and it is started. The fourth host of Marvelicious. <laughs>
1: now I have one to trade. Look, or Arnie.
3: Hey, another Captain America. We're getting a little blind box action going on here. I'm
1: sorry. I I, I was gonna open them at the booth. These two guys are also buying them crazy like I was. They're like, open yours, open ours. I'm like, oh, I don't. Know. No.
3: Who the so hell is this? Who do you, who do you need? Four. I got there. Oh, nice. So that's two cute? out of the six that you needed, right? Oh. And then there were four. Now we're down to four. And there's, what, three unopened boxes here? So we don't have enough. <laughs> Those are pretty good odds. You've opened up three while we're sitting here. And yeah. Missing Silver Surfer.
2: Spider-Man. Spider-Man. And Magneto? Yep. All right. Well, also, while she opens those, I'll continue telling about my exclusive run that night. I also went over to the Kotobukiya booth where I got the Invisible Woman Bishojo. Now, we'd reviewed her before on the show from the pictures. It looks a little bit nicer in person than before. Oh, good. I have my own Hulk now. <laughs> and she was almost sold out by friday night
3: oh and and sold out yesterday
1: uh, are you guys ready for this i don't know if you can handle this
3: is it a spider one
1: iron man
2: oh, and nice. that was the one i didn't list that you were missing you're you're really working up your avengers team and you're going to ha- you're waiting down your camera bag with them <laughs> But while I was at the Kotobukiya booth, they had a lot of items on display. They have taken their fine art statues and gone into three different lines with them. They've got their Danger Room sessions where they got this killer-looking Magneto out there. They have the Avengers line. We saw the unpainted Thor at Toy Fair. They now have him all painted up. And, man, I loved the sculpt before. The paint really brought out a lot. And added to it a Captain America and a comic classic classic yellow and red Iron Man.
3: Nice. You know, keeping a theme
2: going on there, building an Avengers team. And then they have an X-Force team series, which started with that Deadpool. Right. And seeing the Deadpool in person, the more I see him, I'm liking the X-Force one a little bit more, because it almost looks like a black and white piece, you know? Yeah, it, I can see that. It's Because it's all gray and things, except for the brown box, it's starting to look like a black and white type thing, which is growing on me. And, of course, we saw the Warpath at Toy Fair. I had my jaw hit the ground when I saw Archangel, though, in the X-Force outfit. Wow. Those wings are massive.
3: <sighs> yeah. Archangel and Angel are, I think, there's going to be a common theme here throughout the show as we move along. But. Oh, man. Well, <laughs> I, while I was at the booth, Dan
2: Luhan of Kotobukiya, uh, who has been really good to Marvelicious toys since we began, was nice to talk to me about all the Marvel product he has there. And so while Marjorie continues to open her frenzies, we'll play that interview. And we were here with Dan Luhan of Kotobukiya taking a look at their fine art statues. Yeah,
4: our drive here is to get the teams together. We've got X-Force, we've got the classic Avengers, plus we're just building upon our Danger Room sessions.
2: Just totally awesome stuff. I can't believe the amount of quality and just the immenseness of these. You get so much size for the money on these statues.
4: Yeah, yeah. And our sculptor, Eric Sosa, totally takes that into consideration when he designs. The, uh, the, these characters you know Thor is just a little larger than you know uh, Iron Man but then Iron Man just a tad uh, larger than Captain America but when you put them together the presentation is just incredible. All
2: right so let's start with your Danger Room sessions here Gambit which of course we've seen and now we've seen Magneto this is my first time taking a look at him in person. This is
4: a premiere We're at San Diego Comic Con and it's uh, based off of the Jim Lee style and fans have just been loving every minute of it.
2: Absolutely great. I love the way that you've got the metal kind of floating that's kind of just barely attached there at the arm and the cape. It adds so much to see that going. And the Xavier school down in the base, just so much. And I see there's an interchangeable head with that. Yeah. Uh, It comes with an interchangeable head, uh,
4: embedded magnet, so you can have Magneto with a helmet on or a non-helmeted portrait. And that's one of the important things for our line is we like to provide that interchangeability. So if you want to have, say, Captain America or Steve Rogers, you can go either way with our line.
2: Yeah, and I, I own the Red Hulk one, and so I know that those come right on and off, and those magnets get it always in, right in place the right time, but it's kind of funny. Magneto's held on with a magnet.
4: Yeah, that's that's kind of ironic, isn't it?
2: <laughs> and then another one I hadn't seen before is the Iron Man on the Avengers line.
4: Yes, this is a, another premiere for uh, San Diego Comic-Con. We've got a classic Iron Man with a Tony Stark portrait. When we showed Thor at Toy Fair, it was always our intent to have all three classic Avengers uh, together, and we were going to premiere them all at the same time, painted. So uh, we were, you know, from the very get-go, it was uh, San Diego Comic-Con when we were going to showcase all three pieces for the first time.
2: And when I saw Thor at Toy Fair, he was unpainted at that point, and I just loved the sculpt, loved the pose. Seeing him painted, I even more so. The cape is really drawn out with the color that wasn't necessarily there initially, and the lines on the face have really been added to, and the likeness, and again, the dynamic pose which I saw. Before, just a wonderful piece. But that Iron Man, I love the glossiness on him, and again the interchangeable head, and just a g- great, you know, very recognizable Tony Stark there.
4: Yeah, yeah. That's uh, you know, these are of course based off the comic book, but you know we're bringing in influences from the films, of course. Um, but you know, again, these are these are just great display pieces, limited edition, uh, made out of uh, cold cast porcelain. So they really are fine art, uh, fine art pieces.
2: And then let's talk about. The Captain America, the movie. I just saw it this morning at the premiere. Oh. So, what's about this one makes it so special, other than obviously just again a cool pose? And I, I love the what you done with the shield.
4: Yeah, I, it, it's it's a combination of the pose. You know, it, it's a very it's a relaxed pose, but not so relaxed that you know it's just like Captain America just took care of business. You know, and he's walking off the battlefield, but ready to you know step up again if need be. And then really, it, what's unique about this one is it comes with the Steve Rogers portrait so you know if you want to display him as Steve Rogers it's just simply take off the head and you pop on Steve Rogers head right there
2: Now, do you know what the edition run sizes of these are going to be?
4: No, we've not determined the edition size on these pieces yet. Those edition sizes will be determined at a later date.
2: And then the X-Force series, I know the Deadpool has a big following and the Archangel right next to it in the X-Force outfit. That thing, when you add the wings to it, I cannot tell our listeners enough, take a look at the Enhanced Podcast, but that thing is massive.
4: It's almost like you're getting two statues for the price of one. The, The wings were an engineering marvel i know that eric and his team it took them several tries to get it just right but i think they've done an incredible job with that
2: just very cool and then of course we've got warpath next to him which has been he's been available correct Um, uh
4: warpath is going to be available in september
2: I see some writing
4: on Warpath. Uh, That actually was done at the factory to kind of just sign off on certain parts. We weren't really supposed to get that uh, sample here, but it was sent to us by mistake. But, you know, we wanted to show what we've done so far with the X-Force team, so we figured we'd put it on display.
2: And then X-23, who I again saw I believe unpainted at Toy Fair, and we weren't allowed to show her hand because we had a problem with one of the blades. So, uh, very cool to see her in person. Really, the reflective quality of her outfit.
4: Yeah, yeah, definitely uh, choice of paint, and um, you've got some gloss, and then you've got some uh, flat areas of paint. It just really brings the whole character together. And these have been really popular with uh, with the collecting community. X-23 is currently sold out on our end, so if you do see available, I'd pick it up now because uh, we're not making any more
5: of her.
2: And then you also have your Bishojo line again yeah. on display here, and some new pieces there. Uh, the Mystique. Mystique, uh,
4: one of our most popular reveals. Uh, we revealed her first on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Kotobukiya, and just the response was incredible. Uh, Mystique will come with a base, as we haven't decided what it will be right now, so the pictures that you're seeing on the Enhanced podcast does not have to be shown.
2: Compared to all the other Bishojos, I'm going to reveal to you, I own the entire series now. Okay. So I like that you've got a kneeling pose. It's a totally different pose compared to all the rest of your Marvel Bishojo.
4: Yeah. Uh, these, The design of these are uh, under the direction of Shenya Yamashita. So, um, you know, he comes up with a variety of poses, and as long as they can get through approval, we're going to go forward with them. So this was totally, uh, you know, a combination of of just coming up with something different, but I think it fits the character quite well.
2: Now, you said the approval, and that brings a question to mind. Given that these are such interpretations of the characters, and Marvel being comic books very into art, are they pretty forgiving? Because these are, again, totally unique, never-before-seen ways of interpreting these characters, or are there some strict things where they come back with notes and say, this isn't accurate enough, or this doesn't hold true to the character? There have been times where we've had
4: to change the character round. One uh, case that pops into mind is Emma Frost. Uh, initially, we had her in a chair, and we had shown that art, I believe, I don't remember where, where she was actually sitting in a chair, and Marvel came back to us with some, you know, constructive feedback and said, we'd like to show Emma in a standing pose, and they felt that was more uh, fitting of the character, to be actually standing as opposed to be sitting in a chair.
2: And then you've got X-23 here unpainted. Is that the final base, or is there going to be a different base with that?
4: That, I believe, will be the final base.
2: What is the that representing? Uh, The base? Yes. Uh, It just looks like it's some type of ground. Okay, so there's no meaning to it the way like some of these others. like like Electra, you
4: can see the small portrait of Daredevil in there. No, I I think that's just some ground that uh, X-23's on.
2: Okay. making sure I wasn't missing. (laughs) Now, a couple of questions we've had from our other collectors who listen to the podcast. It seems like for a line that's fairly new as far as it goes, you're very front heavy on major Marvel characters. Are you concerned about, you know, not fleshing out some of the more minor? I mean, Black Cat's still pretty major, even for someone who's only had a limited run series. Well, one thing that we do is, say, in the case of Miss Marvel, to give collectors a different
4: interpretation of her, we do uh, the binary version. That's a more minor character. And it's it's easier for us to do these type of variations because we're using the same mold. Um, we, we add some new parts and maybe some different coloration, and then we have an another, another release. So uh, that's maybe one way that we can bring some of the more minor characters into this collection, but we're not against actually considering doing other minor characters or lesser known or less popular characters. It's just the lineup is, this is how it's evolved so far.
2: I guess, I think their concern isn't necessarily like they have a niche favorite that they want, but they're concerned that you know two years down the road, are there going to be a lot of major Marvel female characters left to continue the line?
4: Well, there's always different costumes. And that's something that's come up in our planning, uh, is that just because we've done, say, Black Widow, there's no reason that we can't revisit her in another costume.
2: And you kind of did that with Phoenix and Jean Grey.
4: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
2: Now, something i got to kind of ask about here is, like, I'm looking at, say, the uh, Black Widow 2009 SDCC exclusive. I'm not going to tell you how much I paid for her, but it says right there, available online for 59
4: is a typo. Thank you for bringing that to my attention.
2: <laughs> okay, I just wanted to make
4: sure about that. And she is no longer available online. She's been sold out for quite a few years.
2: Uh, I, okay. I wanted to make sure that I didn't uh, pay somebody a lot of money that I didn't need
4: to. No, no, you're good.
2: <laughs> and your exclusive here is the Invisible Woman, which we discussed on the show previously. I picked her up first night because I know she's limited to 500 pieces. Has she been going briskly? Uh, she's pretty much sold out. She- and just for listener feedback, this is Thursday. This is day one of Comic-Con and you're telling me she's pretty much sold out
4: i think we have got one or two cases back that that we're saving for friday and possibly saturday but yeah it, it was just been flying off our table
2: great well dan thank you very much for your time always appreciated and hope to have you on again soon you're welcome thank you to dan for his time
1: that Archangel is super cool. It's huge. Oh my god, and the wingspan is just massive. You guys have, have a really good place for that when you buy it.
3: She knows me too well. <laughs> no, fine art. Which scale is that? Is that the the twelve inch or is that the bigger one?
1: Well,
2: the fine art is the big stuff they're doing. I don't know what scale it is per se. You know, it's the big stone statues. They do like the right. cap and things. Right. I, I don't have an answer for that. You're right. I don't <laughs> think
3: there is a scale.
2: Yeah, it's just big. Yeah. They range, you know, 18 to 24 inches. This Archangel is probably close to 20 inches and high and foot across. <laughs> well, Justin, while you were here, you kind of dipped your toe into the Bishojo waters.
3: I did. I did. I was, I was at the uh, Diamond booth, I believe it was. They have, I, their store seems to be separate or handled some other other way than like just going to their booth and buying stuff. They had other people's exclusives but I guess that's because it's diamond distribution
2: right so they had other people's exclusives there that they have their own exclusives
3: that they are distributing exactly so it's kind of a a mess all over the board trying to figure out what they have and what you want and the one thing that I was looking forward to was the diamond Emma Frost and that was the one thing that was sold out at their booth well, they had it for $65 there, and as I was cruising around the floor, I found a vendor who was talking to another guy in front of me who was selling it to him for $60. And I said, well, do you have any more of those? He's like, sure. I'm like, They're $60. I'm like, that's a $5 savings. And uh, I asked the guy, I'm like, you know that the the sold out diamond booth was selling those for sixty five. He's like, maybe I should up my price. <laughs> so. well, you did him a favor there.
2: <laughs> I pre ordered mine from Entertainment Earth, which you know gets the diamond stuff. It's a good diamond outlet. So I'm hoping that they don't you know cancel my order. I know they've done that once or twice in the past on some exclusive items, but I'm pretty confident that I'm going to be getting mine. And I didn't even worry about it. I was only worried about the Invisible Woman. The less I have to ship home from. The less I have to carry from here, the better.
3: Well, I might make you worry a little bit about it. Did you know it's limited to 1,500 pieces?
2: Yeah, but The okay. Invisible Woman was limited to 500. Okay. So, you know, kind of a different thing there. And the fact that if the Diamond Emma Frost sold out so quick, that makes me think that they only had a handful of them here, here. maybe several yep. hundred of them here. And if this other guy had them and he was selling them for 60, he obviously got them from Diamond distribution beforehand. Exactly. He's a comic store. Diamond sells to the comic stores. Yep. So even if Entertainment Earth doesn't... Come through, If I don't wait around too long, I'm not going to have to pay, you know, $600 like I did for some other ones, White Phoenix. So on preview night, I then went to Gentle Giant's booth and went to get you the squirrel pool you like.
1: I do love the squirrel pool. He's very cute. And he's wee tiny, too. He is, and he was
2: only $30. And seeing him in person, I'm like, all right, you got her. <laughs>
1: (laughs) Hey look, 30 bucks, 600 dollars, I think I'm better there.
2: But they were sold out. Oh, yeah. But while there, the guys at Gentle Giant were showing off so much new stuff. I can't believe for such a brand-new license. They had the bookends out on display that we talked about last show, The Thing and Hulk. They had so many, mini busts. The guys there were really nice to talk me through all of the lines, the vehicle statues, the bus, and the bookends. And here is that interview. And we're here at the busiest preview night I have seen in six years at Comic-Con at General Giant's booth. And we've got three people with us. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves and just tell your role with General Giant.
5: Hi, I'm Gregory Crafts, and I'm customer service and marketing coordinator for General Giant. Hey, I'm Dev Gilmore, vice president of product development and design.
1: Hi, I'm Ashley Powell, and I'm the senior manager of product development. All right, and we're going
2: to take a look at your Marvel minibus line now. Now, this is a new license for you. Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. We're really
5: excited about it.
2: And we had a great Q&A with you online, which people can read in our forums, talking about how this came to be. Let's take a look at some of this first product. You've got a lot to show here for
5: something brand new. Yeah, definitely. Well, at San Diego Comic-Con, we wanted to make a biggest splash possible. So uh, we brought out some of the, the initial stuff that we got going for, the, uh, I guess, the first maybe 9 to 12 months over the next year. So uh, let's talk about some of the stuff. Uh, first piece coming out is going to be a Black Cat mini bust. Uh, we talked about that one before in the press release. Yep. And uh, she's going to have both either a... uh, Red Ruby Jewel Or a White Diamond So the Red Ruby will be available on GentleGiant.com We will have two versions of Wolverine coming out Both classic brown costume that I grew up with And then of course the more modern yellow costume Uh, Black Widow's coming out Uh, We have the traditional current Black costume version, but there's also a white Version where she showed up uh, On a recent Black Widow miniseries, so she wore a white Costume, which made a lot of sense because she was In kind of snow camouflage So, you know, she'd stick out like a sore thumb in, uh, In that black costume uh, we're doing a series of uh, Iron Man armors, starting with the Mark One. We're also going to be following that up with a, uh, the gold version as well. I see that it has a light-up chest feature there. Absolutely, it has a light-up chest feature. And uh, underneath that helmet, we actually sculpted in a face there, so there's going to be real depth when you get the piece. You're going to be able to check it out and be like, hey, that is Tony Stark. So I uh, also have a Thing coming out, um, nice bulky piece. Uh, Thing's always been one of my favorite characters. Frog Thor. Let's talk Frog Thor. I love Frog Thor. This is actually considered Throg because Throg came out later and is a member of the Pet Avengers. So originally Thor Frog was Thor, and it was a trick by Loki. But now we got uh, Thor, uh, Throg, who uh, got his powers of Odin by getting a shard off of the uh, hammer from Thor. So All right,
2: got to ask, between
5: uh, Throg
2: and Squirrel Pool, what, what's up with the farm animals of Marvel?
5: Pet Avengers. It's good stuff. and It gives us a neat little scale, and, you know, they're really running about $30, $30 $35. <laughs> Everybody does. He sold out tonight, right? It did. Yeah. And that was the first. Squirrel Pool was the first to sell out, and he's actually a Marvel original for us. We actually got to be the ones to name him, which is a really, really cool uh, thing about this. You know, it's a really unique experience even for us in, in bringing him out. Also, we have a black costume Spider-Man coming out. That'll be a, a Premier Guild uh, membership gift item. Uh, so that one will be really good. Uh, it will be extremely limited. Uh, Green Goblin holding the pumpkin bomb. Uh, Spider Woman in the traditional red and yellow. Uh, Hulk Captain America, we have a red skull. I see you've got Red Hulk and Green Hulk there. That's right, Grant Morris, uh, Red Hulk over there. So it's a good one. Green Hulk to flank him real Nice. Um, a real nice Hawkeye bust Uh, Hawkeye's unique as it comes with uh, I believe it's two each of four different arrows, Uh, so there's explosive tip razor tip, uh, net tip and I think a gas tip so several things there very cool. We have a series of Deadpool core characters. So, riffing off of uh, Squirrelpool, of course, we're going to have Deadpool. Um, then there's going to be a Lady Deadpool. Lady Deadpool currently is slated as a uh, Action Figure Express AFX exclusive. There's also a Deadpool pencil holder, another favorite of mine. That is
2: awesome. I just have to say I love the fact that you've got the exposed brain and you are impaling it with pens.
5: Yeah, yeah. There, well, there have been a few covers where he's had uh, his head full of arrows and other items, and uh, things have happened to him. So I uh, thought it was pretty good for, you know, the, the Marvel type artist. Uh, the facial
2: expression is great because he's got that, you know, shocked look.
5: Yeah, it's like another day of the job. So uh, the throwing stars, are going to come out, and they're going to be little rubber erasers as well. Uh, they'll have pencils there with uh, the actual quiver bow which is kind of modeled after one of the Hawkeye bows uh, uh, quills so all removable pieces. The Marvel bookends uh, really neat. They have a modular back to them, so they can be facing any direction, uh, facing each other, facing outside of your collection, uh, backs to your collection, however you want to display them. Um, and they're also being sold individually. So, for our, you know, when a Wolverine comes out, Wolverine can be fighting Hulk. If a Venom comes out, he can be fighting Spider Man. You can kind of pick your villains, you can pick your characters, you can pick your favorites. So.
2: And I see the Captain America there that was revealed online not too long ago. I guess is that flag
5: sculpted there in that pose? Yes, it's a sculpted flag, sculpted flag on a brass rod. So.
2: that's very cool because looking at it through the glass, you know, I can't tell if it's just well-placed vinyl or if it's
5: sculpted. So it's got a real good look to it there. Yeah, we wanted it to retain its shape, uh, re- retain the gesture. So uh, we thought this would be the best way to do it. If it was just fabric, it would kind of like flop around a little bit. And I-, I like the drapery and the sculpt.
2: And then you've got—is that? Um, comic book red
5: skull or is that movie red skull that is modern comic book red skull okay so (laughs) because he's next to movie thor so it kind of threw me there yeah yeah well we kind of stuck him in with the classic uh more comic book captain america hoping to play off of that um i'm sure we'll see him later on down the line in uh some of the more classic green outfits the jumpsuit and stuff like that too so
2: So, with you're doing the movie, you've got the Captain America movie version as a Comic Con exclusive. You got the Thor movie version, but you're really going heavy on comics. How do you decide how to do that balance?
5: Well, I think the comics really are forever. I grew up on the comics. The films are, you know, they're events and they're really important. Um, But we see that those kind of sales come and go, and the interest come and go. So we definitely want to be there for the films. We want to be a part of it and support the films. And uh, we'll make as many products as people want to buy. You know, so uh, if they're interested in more characters in Captain America universe. characters from Thor, but we're also just touching the tip of the iceberg for what we're going to be doing for the Avengers, and there's a lot of characters there, and we can't turn our backs on them.
2: And are you planning on doing anything like you do with the Star Wars with the holiday busts or anything? It's a good question. We're just going to have to see what happens there. There's a smile on his face, folks. I know this is an audio podcast, but... uh... (laughs) And then we've got the statues over here. Tell us a little bit about what you guys look for when you're designing a statue
5: versus, say, one of the bookends or something else. Cool. Well, uh, the statues we have here, uh, the focus for the line itself is characters with vehicles or, you know, some sort of, you know, whether it's a a horse that they're going to ride or, you know, Valkyrie on her Pegasus. Um, So with the first one we came up with, uh, we took... Basically, it was an image of Deadpool, and it was a parody of uh, an Akira movie poster. So we took that idea, we thought it was really great, and we kind of kept riffing on the idea and kept with the tradition of the Akira-looking bike, which is, you know, a Vespa. And uh, in the one episode, or the one comic, Deadpool's riding around what he calls a motorbike because the rhino smashed his car. (laughs) So, we really like the Akira aspect of it. We gave him the biggest gun we could possible because we thought it fit the character. Uh, I like that it says the solution on it. Yeah, that is definitely the solution right there. So, and even all the stickers on the bike and everything, uh, they do reflect a lot of what you see on the Akira bike. Some of them we had to change, whether it's changing wording or this or that because of licensing issues. But, you know, it's still pretty neat. So, if you know about the Akira bike, it's a nice tongue-in-cheek kind of nod. Speaking
2: of licensing, is it a license that you have to do the vehicles as part of your statues or is it
5: just your stylistic choice? Uh, a little bit of both because, you know, I. Yes, because Sideshow's doing statues that, and they're doing some great stuff, and we wanted to figure out a way to differentiate ourselves, as well as Bowen's out there doing great work. I mean, Bowen's one of my favorites. I have plenty of Bowen stuff. So, the one thing I thought no one else was doing was really representing the vehicles. I mean, I've seen Captain America on four different motorcycles throughout the years. Punisher's had a couple of them. Deadpool's Vespa was really what keyed it all off. Um, the, the I, I love the models. metallic look on the Vespa, not to interrupt. I just. Yeah.
2: I love how it, it looks like. An actual metal—it's got the sheen of an actual vehicle.
5: Yeah, and we're also working on rubberized tires, so you're going to see like a little compression in the wheels. When the, these ones are currently resin, so you'll see compressions in the wheels. Uh, there's also a Ghost Rider coming, so uh, look forward to that one.
2: Oh, that's that—that's obvious. I'm going to be picking that one up. I'm a yeah, Ghost Rider it's fan.
5: Really good. So uh, that's all I can say for right now.
2: <laughs> and with the Hawkeye over there, is the front of that plastic, or is that actually just?
5: Yeah, it's going to be a clear, translucent plastic, just like. The, you know, it's the big windshield that uh, all of those sky cycles have. They're real kind of, you know, classic Marvel look, and they really haven't modified it in all the years. It still looks the same. So,
2: and what are your release schedules? You said this product's coming out over the next nine to
5: twelve months. The Deadpool one's obviously coming first. What's the release on the other two? Uh, be following with Captain America. He should be. Uh, Probably about mid next year, just before summer, actually, and uh, Hawkeye will be closing out the year. And with um, Ghost Rider somewhere in there, we're trying to fit him in. You know, with the film coming out for Ghost Rider, we want him sooner than later. So,
2: Is it movie Ghost Rider or comic Ghost Rider?
5: Definitely comic book.
2: And are the price points going to be similar to the Deadpool?
5: Yeah, yeah. There's an awful lot that's going into these, and our factory's not giving us a break on pricing. So that's the best we can do. So I think you're going to get an awful lot of value out of them, though. That's
2: great. Well, you guys really hit Marvel hard coming out of the gate with a lot of stuff. I mean, when we talked initially, you said you were looking at doing office products. You got those on display, minibus, statues, bookends. I just couldn't believe you had it all here to show within just a few months of the big announcement.
5: Yeah, the only two things that you're really not seeing are uh, the life-size stuff that's coming and the bronze items. And the bronze items we're slating for Christmas next year. So, What's your timeline on the life-size? Uh, you'll be seeing some stuff soon, especially with the Avengers movie right around the corner. Uh, we're going to be debuting probably some of those characters. So. Well, thank you very much, guys, for your time. It's very appreciated. Our pleasure, man, our pleasure. It's always uh, good to chill with you guys. Yeah, thanks so much. Can't wait to tune
2: in. Thank you very much to the guys at Gentle Giant. And I'm very happy to report the next morning I did get a squirrel pool. I... Yay! The next morning we went to see the Captain America premiere here at San Diego Comic-Con. And we got in line, was it about 7 in the morning?
1: It's about 7 in the morning, yes.
2: And we ended up with the very last tickets to get in. They were giving out these tickets on Twitter and everything. It was all bull. Nothing they gave out mattered. If you got a ticket, it didn't matter. In the preview night, they were handing out the tickets in line. They handed out thousands of tickets and had hundreds of seats. Wow.
1: There were 300 seats, actually.
2: And we got there at 7 a.m. We got the last tickets in the line. The guy behind us got the very last single ticket. We got the last group tickets so we could sit together. There were some angry people there, too. It reminded me of preview night all over again.
1: Yeah, there were some really, really, really mad people because they thought that they were guaranteed a ticket, even though the thing that they were handing out says this does not guarantee a seat. But I can see where people would be angry.
2: More to the point, they never asked us for any kind of proof that we had a printout or anything, that we'd wanted on Twitter. You just show up and you get one. Yes. Yeah,
1: it was just a big line in Horton Plaza and they were not checking to see any of that. In fact, I'd printed it out and painstakingly brought it with us and had it in my bag. Yeah, no one has to see
3: it. Yeah, it sounds more like an invite to come stand in line in the hopes of getting in rather than a ticket. Tech- it.
1: That's exactly what it was, yeah. uh huh. And it was not fair because Horton Plaza was close, so I couldn't
3: even shop. Let me ask you, let me see. No, you guys don't have line cutoff written on any of your shirts or anything. It seems like you guys are off the the end of the line getting the cut I was points. the
1: last in line to get Brian Venice's <laughs> autograph.
3: I think we should just get t-shirts that have the Marvelicious Toys
2: logo on the front, and the line ends here on the back. Nice. I think that's going to be our Cafe Press shirt. <laughs> last in line, yes.
3: Last in line. I love it. <laughs>
2: Thank <laughs> you. Well, while I left you in line, I told you to tell the people if they came by looking for me that I ran to the bathroom, and I booked. We've been running 5Ks. I booked from Horton Plaza to the con to stand in line to get Squirrel Pool, and I'm standing there in line. It was a pretty warm day, not as nice as today. It was a lot warmer. i stand standing there, and then I book back with Squirrel Pool going back to Horton Plaza.
1: But all the while, they kept handing out stuff down the line. Like, I've got, like, T-shirts and posters and buttons and everything. And every time they'd hand me something, like, oh, can I have one for my husband? He's in the bathroom. So they probably thought Arnie had this raging stomach virus because he was always in the
2: bathroom. <laughs> or for a problem.
1: Perhaps I should have said you were getting coffee in hindsight. Maybe I was Amy
2: Winehousing it.
1: Uh, too oh,
3: soon. Way too, too soon. soon. <laughs> too soon. No, no, no. <laughs> we all knew she was going to be dead four years ago, right? <laughs> four years ago? How long did the sun come out? <laughs> exactly.
2: So I did get the squirrel, we got to see Captain America. And Barrett, again, the magic man. We were in the one where Chris Evans came and introed the film. He came up there. Marjorie yelled, Human Torch! Everybody laughed. I
1: yelled Johnny Storm. And it was funny because he kind of hung his head and shook it and was giggling.
3: <laughs> he knew those movies weren't the best. I said you should have yelled Jakey Jakey about to make I a big mistake. I couldn't
1: remember the. I was thinking, oh, God, what's... I couldn't think of it. All I could think of was Johnny Storm. It got a chuckle and he seemed rather chagrined. <laughs> I like to yell humiliating things at celebrities. It's fun. It's what I do in my spare time.
2: <laughs> but Barrett, whose son Pharaoh came dressed as camo cap in this cool outfit, went running after and They're like, you can't ask Mr. Evans any questions. But he doesn't care. He yells, Chris, my son loves you. Will you sign his shield? And Chris Evans comes over and shakes Pharaoh's hand and signs his Hasbro Captain America disc-firing shield. Signs Chris Evans in it right there. And just
3: awesome sauce. That that is cool.
1: The movie itself, it was a period piece, and they did a good job on that. It wasn't the smartest plot. Like it was, it was a simple plot, not stupid, but it was easy for a child to follow. I think. I I don't know. Kids can't follow complex like Iron Man. Is that too hard for kids?
3: I don't think so. I mean. You know, after Arnie told me a little bit about the movie yesterday, I think it kind of solidifies what I was feeling after seeing Thor, which is these movies just need to be good enough to get us to the Avengers, right?
1: I was confused on Thor because I don't know that mythical stuff. And
3: Anyway, I think what all these movies suffer from is is that none of them have Robert Downey Jr. in them.
1: You're right! That was exactly what was missing in Captain America's. The only Robert Downey Jr. was at the end after the credits.
2: And I hate to say this, but... I'd never like it when a trailer before a movie is better than the movie I saw. It's even worse, apparently, if the trailer after the movie is better than the movie you saw. But that's not saying Cap is bad. One, of the, A couple of things I liked about Cap that the comic audience are really going to appreciate is how much they paid homage to his history. They even paid reference to Captain America vs. the Scarab, the 1940s black and white serial that Captain America's running around with a pistol and shooting people. Nice. They have that referenced in it. They have the Captain America number one punching Hitler in the jaw reference. There are a lot of things that Cap fans are going to see and know exactly where it came from, including me. So I was really down with that. There were no references to the 1990 movie. Go figure.
1: Well, and I don't know that Chris Evans is dynamic and charismatic enough to carry a movie. The thing that got me throughout this whole thing was every scene they had of him, like standing or before he's talking to someone, he stood there with his mouth open, just looking stupid. <laughs> it, like Seriously, like he must be a mouth breather because he stood there the whole time and I know you guys can't see this, but he just kept going.
2: Insert blank face photo here. <laughs>
1: I, it just, I don't know. And I thought there's some character development that needed to be done better, but it was still a good time. It was a good experience, which is what Comic-Con's about.
3: Well, I tell you, I, I haven't seen it yet and I'm still looking forward to seeing it. I'm excited to see it. But I got to tell you, being here at Comic-Con, it kind of already feels like, even though it just opened up last night, it kind of feels... Like, all right, let's move on to the next thing because, like, on the floor, you know, they have the Avengers costume for Captain America out there already his Mm -hmm. new boots, his new outfit, and all that. And it looks awesome, it it really does. (laughs) But it, it really feels like this movie's been out for a month, and like, now we're building up to Avengers. It's like, maybe, maybe this wasn't the best weekend to release Captain America, maybe it needed to be a few weeks before.
2: Well, you know, Transformers is a juggernaut. I'm sure they would have rather had Captain America on the patriotic July 4th weekend. Movie scheduling is its own beast. I don't think they take Comic-Con into account. Captain America had a $25 million opening day. That is a success no matter how you look at it. So the Comic-Con geeks who may have gotten in and seen it for free does not impact the fact that this movie is probably going to do as well as Thor and... I don't know how Cap will play overseas. Thor did very well overseas. So Cap, we gotta plus
1: Yeah, I don't really think. I don't see that being big in Germany. There were no Nazis in the film. That's true. There were no Nazis. I, I don't really see it being big overseas. I, I,
3: yeah, I mean, I'm no movie expert or anything, but I, I think it'll do almost as, or just not as well as Thor. I mean, it's still, it's still a superhero blockbuster mm. movie. It doesn't, I mean, even if it has America in the name, it's still a blockbuster superhero. They
2: actually, in some countries, are just releasing it as the first Avenger and taking Captain America out of the name. They've given the countries the option. Many countries are choosing to keep the name recognition, but that is something they're talking about doing. While we're talking about movies, Marjorie and I went to a couple of panels also that night for Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance, and Amazing Spider-Man, and in the process, sat through 30 minutes or less, which was not 30 minutes or less of a panel.
1: No, and we sat through Total Recall. Well, I slept, and you sat through
2: and Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance it's directed by the guys who brought us Crank and it looked so cool I as far as the visuals go if you like Crank and like that kinetic aesthetic and I did not intend to rhyme then you're really (laughs) going to enjoy this type of film unfortunately I couldn't get a feel for how they're handling the character
3: yeah I don't know I wasn't in that panel but I will say that I saw the last half of Crank 2 and it gave me a little bit of a headache. So is that what I'm in for?
1: you got to watch Crank 1. It is fantastic. It is in-your-face action. And throughout the whole movie, your heart is going to race. And that's kind of what I'm thinking is going to happen to Ghost Rider 2.
2: They showed that the directors, apparently the directors used to be stuntmen. And they showed things where, like, they'd have Nick Cage doing his own stunt. And the director, like, right alongside. But then they showed the other scene where it's not Nick Cage. It's Nick Cage's stunt double doing something really crazy. And they showed the director right there doing the stunt and just doing all of it handheld camera like riding behind a motorcycle on rollerblades going about 40 miles an hour holding on with one hand and holding the camera with the other.
1: Arnie, that was 70 miles
2: an hour they said. Oh, 70 miles an hour. Oh. They also said they made the stuntmen a deal. Any bones or injuries that happen, any bones broken, will be used in the film. And so we will see
3: actual bones break in this movie. A la Ben-Hur. Nice. Now you said Nick Cage is doing some of his own stunts. Is he doing any of his own acting in this one too? Or?
2: <laughs> he kept going on and on about how he is happy that in this movie he gets to play Ghost Rider. In the last film, apparently anytime it was the Flaming Head, it wasn't Nick Cage. When he was eating jelly beans, that was Nick Cage. Right. So in this one, he was really happy that he got to play Ghost Rider. That's cool. Then we got to see the amazing amazing Spider-Man
1: panel. Okay. <laughs> sure about Andrew Garfield. I, I had my reservations. And then someone pointed out to me on Twitter when I was tweeting about being in the panel that he's a lot. They're getting the Hayden Christensen vibe off him. How Hayden was very wooden in the Star Wars movies. And they didn't have a lot of faith in him. But he was really great in the social network. So I'm thinking he can pull it off. But it's a...
2: Hayden was good in Shattered Glass. That didn't help him with Attack of the Clones. No.
1: But it's, it's a different Spider-Man. It's darker. It's younger. For one... It's not the Spider Man we saw. And I don't buy Andrew Garfield as a gawky teen that's nerdy and gets beat up. I mean, he's pretty. I mean, he's not cute. I'm just saying he's pretty. And he has that fabulous British accent. but he's no not tell me why who I could buy as a guy getting his ass kicked in high school.
3: That's true. I'm, I'm a fan of Dennis Leary, so I'm excited that he's in it. No, not
1: another one.
2: We got to see some footage of him as Gwen Stacy's dad, Captain Stacy. And it was in one of the trailers that he's putting out a full hunt for the ventilante known as Spider-Man. And they show, like, the SWAT team coming in trying to get Spider-Man. And what was funny is they showed us quite a bit of footage and. Tra- trailers, no sign of a villain. And I'm like, wow, they're really focusing on the hero here. I really, I mean, take this for better or worse, because uh, Jacob told me himself, not every movie needs to be Christopher Nolan's Batman anymore, but I really think they're looking at Batman and the Dark Knight as a source for inspiration of making the hero kind of conflicted and making the hero somewhat troubled and having it be a little darker, not Dark Knight darker, but certainly not the... Uh, Sunday, Saturday morning cartoon that the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films were, where the darkest he got was Jazz
1: Hands. I love the Jazz Hands. It is the best and worst part of that movie.
3: <laughs> uh, well, let's talk about the costume real quick, because they, they have previewed a figure for that costume already. It's wrong. I love it. It's wrong. I love it. It's wrong. <laughs> I love it. I'm somewhere in between. I'm somewhere in between, though. Like The first time I saw it, I was just like, no, I don't like it. It's too somethingy.
1: Wait, here's the problem. Is it too soon for us? Maybe. I mean, if you think about it, the Spider-Man trilogy was not that long ago. This is really
3: quick for a reboot. Oh, really, really quick.
1: So, is we haven't even had a chance to get nostalgic over the original Spider-Man. I mean, Tobey Maguire still looks like he did then, just a little bit older. But is it just too soon, and maybe that's the problem?
3: Well, tell me. I mean, did they show the Spider-Man sc- on screen in motion? A little little
2: bit. A couple small glimpses. But the visual effects weren't always done. We did get a nice action sizzle reel. But, like, some of the scenes, like... I'm, go- I'm not going to put any spoilers in here. I'm not going to tell the listeners who the villain is. All right. Yes, I am. already tweeted it. Okay. So Dr. Kirk Connors, who plays the lizard, is the villain. Nice. And they showed some scenes where the actor's walking around with the big green glove that goes up his arm because they're going to have to digitally remove his arm. And we got to see the green glove. And we'd see, like, wires and harnesses on actors that are going to be digitally removed later. So it's hard to say how it's all going to look because, I mean, some of what I saw looked like a PlayStation 1 game. It was that unrefined. But I like the suit. And when I saw the figure in the suit, I like the figure.
3: That's where it started to grow on me a little bit more, too. You know, the pre-production shots that I had seen before were... I'm still not totally sold on the design. I feel like there's a little too much going on here and there. And it feels a little, I don't know, Under Armour sporty in design. But the one thing that I wanted to know is, like, on screen, because it seems like there's some sort of shimmery, shiny... Somebody said to me, maybe it
2: was you, that it looks like Spider-Man 2099.
3: Yeah, I didn't say that, but I can see it. I can see it.
2: And I think that it, I think it looks good. I think that right now people are waiting. I'm not going to nitpick the costume. You know that I'm not the kind of guy who's going to sit there and complain. Why did they not give me web shooters? And why this time are they giving me web shooters? And it's not organic. I think you know, I'm I'm not going to sit here and nitpick the suit. I want a good movie, okay? I think the suit looks fine. I've had people tell me, well, how can a high schooler get that suit? That suit would cost one million dollars to build. Guess what? That's how much the last Spider-Man suit cost to build. Right. So I'm not going to here in If the movie's good, I'm going to give it that mulligan of, hey, he has a really kicking suit and it has tennis shoes in the bottom. If, it, it's like nipples on the bat suit, you know? <laughs> if the movie was any good, who would care about the nipples on the bat suit?
1: That was a tragic mistake Dem- for them to put the nipples on the bat suit, let's be honest.
2: It's true. But that does segue pretty well into all of the Hasbro booth and the Marvel reveals at the Hasbro booth, what's funny is a lot of people probably thought wow, they're going to make a SIF figure from Thor which is shipping. And wow they're making more Iron Man figures? <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> there's, there's some stuff in that booth that's like, oh wow, okay there's, there's something we've seen or there's something I've had for a while.
2: There's some things in there that I've had
3: for six months. Right.
2: And that have never hit retail that I know of, though. <laughs> like, the last couple waves of Iron Man figures and the first couple waves of the new Iron Man figures. Yeah. But there was some brand new stuff revealed there. They showed the first three Avengers figures, and I got a first good look at the Iron Man armor. That's going to be an Avengers back to the circular arc light in there.
3: He's g- got some more silver going. He's got some bulkiness on the shoulders. Yeah, kind of looking at it, it kind of feels like a mix between one of the the comic or concept figures, you know, with the large shoulders and all that stuff. But I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think it looks pretty sweet.
2: I'm happy with it. The Thor looks kind of like another Thor, Thor to me. Yeah. Yep. The hair's a little bit better in the Avengers movie, and the figure reflects the better hair. Yeah. And cap, you know, there, we, we're right now with so many caps that I could not tell a difference between that cap and some of the other caps we have.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, it's the, it's the Avengers' more updated outfit, but you're right. At a quick glance, it doesn't look too much different, but... I was, you know, I, I took a little time and looked around the uh, Spider-Man setup over there, and we were just talking about Lizard. They have another new Lizard coming out in that six-inch scale of that Spider-Man set. Is and it better than the last one? Because yeah. the last one was a little ridiculous. It actually does look better. It has more of like a, I don't know, like a, like a dragon gecko type of thing going on off the side of his head that looked kind of neat and mean, but... That's good, because the Lizard in the movie looks...
2: It's like they took the CGI from Abomination from the Incredible Hulk and now call it the lizard. I mean, it's almost identical face, so you tell me Gecko, I'm like, oh good, it's not (laughs) movie-based.
3: But I was surprised, or should I say, I was shocked, that they're still not showing Shocker down there. And that figure exists; it is shipping to Canada. I've seen people trading for it from their friends in Canada, and it's not in the booth down here. So let's hope that that's not just a Canadian <laughs> exclusives for some reason. <laughs> but they were showing everything else down there: all the new, all the new three and three quarter inch Spider-Man figures, blah blah blah, ones that are shipping now, ones that you may or may not have seen. But what I thought was really neat was the marvel universe setup now we got some pictures of that the diorama
2: you're talking about you know Hasbro's booth always impresses with its dioramas. And last year they did a pretty cool one that was Marvel, and they also had a Star Wars one. This year they didn't do a Star Wars one, and I think they took all of the extra workers who used to work on the other one and had them all kick ass on this Marvel one. I mean, tell me you don't want to build that.
3: I know. it's Well, probably could with how many Marvel Universe we buy, but there's, <laughs> it's quite impressive. There was like at least a couple Sentinels in there that I saw.
2: I think I got three or four yeah. and
3: of uh, both different paint jobs, which are great. <laughs> and, of course, instead of focusing on all the cool figures that are in there and cool poses, I did notice there was a statue in the middle, and I'm wondering if that's a figure or just it a It was a
2: figure custom painted. It looks a like statue. a phoenix. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they just, like, took an airbrush and painted her into a statue. I don't know why they would have done that. Yeah, it but looks I, neat. Maybe one of our listeners can tell us if there's a phoenix statue sitting around somewhere that maybe they would release. I don't see them actually doing it, but it if You like it. I mean, there's so many statues you could do. Yeah. Now, at the Hasbro panel, they had some great reveals for the Marvel Universe line. Oh, yeah. They
3: started revealing some of the 2012 Marvel Universe lineup. Oh, yeah. And some of them we already talked about a little bit. You know, the the newer Spider-Man that we were just talking about and some of the... Avengers, three and three quarters figures in their updated outfits, but let's get into the Marvel Universe stuff, right?
2: They have a Ultimate Spider-Man coming in Wave 1 of 2012, off the Ultimate Comics line. You know, they said that they're trying to get some more Spider-Man out there because of the movie. It seems to me they've always kind of overdone the Spider-Man in the line.
1: Did they announce a movie line?
2: Uh, They they don't need to announce them. Well, they did. I mean, the figure we saw was a movie Spider-Man. That's the car so there's going to be a line of them. And they also said that in the Marvel Universe line they're gonna be doing some unmasked figures, a Peter Parker unmasked Spider-Man at some point, as well as somebody else in the Spider-Man suit unmasked. Or not
3: in the Spider-Man suit. Some hinted at another character in a suit.
2: Well, I thought they meant in the Spider-Man suit. I was wondering if they might do a Ben Riley. Maybe. Although it's a clone, so it'd be the same head.
3: <laughs> That's the variant. Ben
2: Riley, a Spider-Man, Peter Parker. By same
3: figure. <laughs> same head, different body. <laughs> but yeah, then they showed us an all-new Hulk body, which we were just talking about on the last show, how they need to update Hulk already. And
2: because with Scar and World War Hulk, the body was so much better.
3: And that looks like what we're getting here is a, a better Hulk with a better sculpt of the head and just better proportions all around.
2: They've got a beast coming, which is with the new outfits from the Joss Whedon X-Men
3: run. That looks... Very cool. And uh, David Vonner was very apt to point out that there's articulated toes on this figure.
1: Wow. That is just incredibly insane. Toes? What other action figures are articulated toes?
2: I'm thinking when they get to Puck, he may have articulated toes. Because you can stand him on his hand. But I'm getting ahead of ourselves a little bit with the Puck
3: announcement. But they did announce a Puck. And Arnie... We're getting Beta Ray Bill. Coolness. Coolness. <laughs> the crowd went crazy at that one. I don't, I mean, I think he's a cool figure, and I know he was kind of a. More he's sonic... a fan favorite, I yeah. know.
2: I found that out the hard way when I wasn't as familiar with his backstory as I should have been back then. I've since learned in the ways of Beta Ray Bill. <laughs> then a Spider-Man villain, Craven the Hunter. Looks pretty cool.
3: Scarlet Witch. Yeah, and from the pictures, I couldn't tell if it's standard female body or if this is the more updated articulation that we're supposed to be seeing on the females, but... Looks like a good head sculpt and cool cape and everything.
2: Yeah, good outfit on her. That is a very cool figure. Oh,
5: is
2: that the
1: Punisher?
3: Yep, we're getting an, awesome. another Punisher. In their
1: third
2: try
3: at getting him right.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that one looks pretty good, at least from the pictures I'm seeing. Now, it makes a difference to when you get it in your hand, but the costume it, looks better.
3: Yeah, they did say this is the new, updated, like the new uh, the new Cyclops type of body with all the more new articulation.
2: And these are bleeding into wave two. The wave one ended with Craven. Wave two is Scarlet Witch Punisher. Future Foundation Spider-Man.
1: I'm not sure how I feel about that still. Again, too soon.
3: Can Johnny Storm not rest in peace? I'll say I do like the outfit on that one, though. For for no other reason I think it looks cool. Yeah, on Spider-Man it looks cool. On the rest of the Fantastic Four, it kind of looks kind of doofy. It's
1: very very clinical on the rest of them. Yeah. But on Spider-Man, yeah, it is kind of cool. It'd make a great statue.
2: It's a wonderful little... Repaint though, another way to keep Spider Man coming. And you say statue. I don't, it kind of has an anti venom look to me with the all white and the spidery, you know? Yeah, maybe
3: that's why I'm attracted to it. And I
2: like anti venom a lot better than Freedom Foundation Spider Man.
1: (laughs) It's not Freedom Foundation, is it? Future Foundation.
2: Future Foundation Foundation Spider. I like that a whole lot better than Future (laughs) Foundation Spider Man. I like it
3: better than Freedom (laughs) Fries. We eat
2: French
1: fries here. Thank you very much.
2: (laughs) Then we get She-Hulk.
3: Yes. In her awesome workout outfit.
2: So basically, for the How I Met Your Mother watchers, the Marvel Universe series just got lawyered.
3: Unfortunately, with She-Hulk, they didn't have her on the slide standing next to anybody, so we don't know how tall she may or may not be. She looks more muscular than the standard female body. Oh, yeah. She looks like a new figure for sure.
2: Then Kang. Oh, yeah. Kang the Conqueror, featured in last season of Avengers, Earth Mightiest Heroes, the cartoon. And then in Future Waves, they teased an angel. Not an archangel, just angel with the feathery wings.
3: Those wings. Those wings look awesome. All the work in this figure went into that wings. I'm curious to know more about the outfit. I'm wondering if
2: it's like the angel you painted up that they did the sideshow of, or if they're going more classic with the outfit or more modern with the outfit.
3: It's Marvel Universe. I mean, the, from the sculpting, it looks like they can paint it any which way they want, and we'll probably see it a few different ways. Much like with the Archangel, you know, they got three different paint jobs out of that. Speaking of which, did you go subscribe here? They have the
2: archangels that they just hand you. Oh, do, I'm heading so down you gotta there. you got to subscribe, 60 bucks. Will do. Then they're giving us a Nighthawk, more characters with wings.
1: And they're different wings, too, so that's good that they're not the same wings they're going to use over and over.
3: Yeah, and it's Nighthawk's, like, capy type wings. Looks like a good sculpt. Nova. Oh, yeah. Modern Nova, too. So it's not the... Personally, I was never a huge fan of the Marvel Legends Nova that came out because it was kind of the doofy, you know, from way back in the day. But this one looks... He's muscular. He's got the extra sculpting things coming up over his shins and his knees. And he looks pretty tough. I suppose you have to with that kind of helmet, you know. A late 80s-style Hercules.
1: Hercules, Hercules! Hercules.
2: As if on cue.
1: Walk by Billy D. Williams
3: and say that. <laughs> I saw Lando walking around. Maybe you can <laughs> go shout at him.
1: Then
2: a puck
3: that will stand
2: on his hand. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to pull that off, but they show him in an incredibly off-balance pose that appears and say he there are no wires.
3: I think there's some trickery going on there. I think he's standing on his hand and his head. <laughs> And then a
2: brand-new figure, a new female body type, they said, Jubilee.
1: Jubilee? (laughs) Wow.
3: Yeah, I mean, that one, obviously, we'll buy her, right? But I'd like to see her (laughs) painted up and what she's going to look like.
2: I want her to have
3: the cheesy, like,
2: yellow glasses that she had in the cartoon. Yeah. Then, also, they revealed some new information with the Marvel Masterworks series, the giant figures, the Galactus, the Sentinel, and Margaery. I got good news, and I got bad news.
1: Oh, hit me with the bad news first, Arnie.
2: You know those two Sentinels that we fought and scraped for and carried and dealt with on the trolley and
3: now have to ship? And Justin, you also bought two Sentinels. I did, only to find out now that Hasbro plans, or is going to try at least, from what they're promising from the panel, to get the classic colored Sentinel out to regular... Regular, regular channels as they would say. You no, know, they didn't specify if that means you know, Toys R Us or Walmart or whatever else so shipping them. Maybe it's just gonna be comic book type of thing, but they said they're gonna make a concerted effort to get that that color version out there. And well they should. I mean, honestly, to make the Sentinel a Comic-Con
2: exclusive When I heard that initially back at Toy Fair, I was unhappy. I mean, I understand you got to make the Comic-Con exclusive version exclusive. I get it. And I like the fact that it's in an exclusive package. I get it. You suckered me with the Galactus last year. I'm good with this. But... I didn't really feel like buying two of these Sentinels here because it's the only place I could get the Sentinel paint job that I remember from reading the X-Men comics when watching the X-Men cartoons when I was back in high school and college. Exact. I mean
3: and I know I bought two for the exact reason of having one to keep carded and one to open because there was no other way to get that one. So, now we're shipping home the biggest figure ever
2: that said i mean we don't have to worry about it i mean if it's like the galactus variant you never got that i had to get it from entertainment earth which was the only place i saw it ever and i got it at least at msrp so i'm happy about that this variant we might not have been able to see and hear at least bird in the hand or sentinel in the hand
1: didn't galactus go super duper cheap on amazon one day though That was the regular
2: retail version, so the silver sentinel could do the same. Right. In which case, we could then recreate that kick-ass diorama by just getting a whole bunch of
3: sentinels.
1: (laughs) I see that in our future.
3: Yeah, fifteen-dollar sentinels. I would I would snag them up all day long. I think. Like five. The Galactus, I think the cheapest he got was fifteen or ten.
1: And that's a bargain based on you know the height.
2: I hate to say it, but at ten dollars a piece, I might get ten sentinels. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: That would not surprise me.
2: I would like tear them apart and do like the Danger Room. Have them, you know, I'd basically recreate what Kotobukiya is doing with the Danger Room, where every figure is on top of a piece of a torn apart Sentinel. Oh yeah. Get out yeah. the lighter
3: and burn them in places. <laughs> Just use the top of the head. Now, hey, we've we've in the past have kind of thought about okay, if they're going to continue on with the Masterworks, where can they go? There's not a Modok. Yeah, there's not a ton M-Doc, of M-Doc. huge figures that they can do.
2: Juggernaut bitch. Well no, he's not that big. No. I mean he's not Giant fifty man. stories. Giant man, well they kinda did. He's not he's not as big as Galactus. I mean they made him and the frost giants and things in that medium scale. Right. The kind of twelve inch scale. But the next one makes perfect sense to me.
3: Fing Fang freaking foom. <laughs>
1: I think that's awesome. I love pingfang fang foom. I Mainly I like to say it.
3: And guess what? He's got pants. Purple pants. Why is
1: he wearing pants? Lizards don't wear so pants, So you don't see right? his ping,
3: bang. <laughs>
1: Dragons don't wear pants, do they? <laughs> I thought they I think go Puff naked. I
3: but, but uh did, but Pete's dragon did not. No,
1: Pete's did not. I okay. remember Pete's. Yeah, right. yeah did not. But, but why has he got pants?
2: They're purple pants, and what they said is, we've shown that we love characters in purple pants.
1: I do love purple pants, not going to lie. I have 18 pairs myself.
2: Now, is it just me or am I smelling next year's
3: Comic-Con variant being the green Fing-Fang-Foom since this is the orange yeah, Fing-Fang-Foom? they showed the orange, leaving the door wide open for the green. I
2: mean, they've shown a remarkable desire to repaint their masterwork scale figures. So I don't think that it takes too big a leap of logic to see that that's where the wind is blowing.
3: I like that I don't have to build it. I can just
2: buy it. That's. I agree. I concur, sir. Mm hmm. But speaking of build the figures, the panel audience, you know, you and I, I got into this because of three and three quarter inch figures. I like my Marvel Universe figures, I like my Iron Man, my Wolverine, my Cap, my Thor. But the panelists they must be a little bit more old school than me because they were all about six inches. And it was kind of funny, the interplay on the scene. <laughs> <laughs> It was funny, the interplay between the Marvel Legends Hasbro people and the Marvel Universe Hasbro people because the Marvel Universe went first, then the Marvel Legends guy said, well, you know the phrase, go big and go home. Well, David Vonner, you can go home now. <laughs>
3: <gasps> uh-huh. Hey, but you know what David said? He had a great comeback. He said, that's fine, we'll go home. We'll just take all the money with us. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, the
2: group in the audience, I mean, Toy Biz had a great run on Marvel Legends, and before that, the Spider-Man classics that became Marvel Legends, and it is a great series under Toy Biz, mixed results under Hasbro, to be honest about it, you know, some were really great, and then there's that Punisher with the painted face, so... Oh, You know, and the Emma Frost I found for 49 cents. I mean, that's some clearance. But they are bringing back Marvel Universe in a, pardon the pun, big way.
3: Well, actually, what you just said there is you called it Marvel Universe because... Well, they called it Marvel Universe. Exactly. That's a little bit confusing. Everything in the Marvel line is under the Marvel Universe banner. Even these Marvel Legends... They're going to be branded Legends. But so we're still...
1: looking for the MooMoos is what we really like. Exactly. Is that what you're saying, the MooMoos?
3: <laughs> it's going to get a little confusing. But from the sounds of it, these guys didn't want to start this line off unless they could do it the right way. And, I mean, it's it's been years of hearing from collectors of the Marvel Legends lines, and it sounds like they took everything into consideration. I mean, right down to making sure they got the sculpts looking good rather than just making them to make them.
2: And we found out that... The sculpts on these figures, in fact, I think they said all of the Marvel Universe and Marvel Legends sculpts are being done by Gentle Giant, which explains why they look so cool.
1: Holy crap!
2: Yeah, Mm Gentle Giant doing the hiring out and doing some sculpting work for Hasbro here, which explains a lot why I was drawn to a lot of these sculpts. And we always talk about the great sculpts on these figures. Now we kind of know why. Of course,
3: they're not sculpting all that much because how many bodies do they have? Yeah, exactly. But some heads. Right. But, I mean, continuing with the the Legends, they, they were talking about one of the biggest gripes the collectors have always had with Legends is the hip articulation. Nobody likes the ball hip joints. Well, they've said they have a new horizontal axis type of system where it's going to allow for, you know, side motion and front motion. And from looking at the pictures, it seems kind of what they're doing. From what I can tell it kinda of looks like the articulation on the Captain America figures where it has the swivel cut about the about the thigh area and that type of thing. It kinda of works. I wanna see
2: it, you know, yeah. I wanna see it painted up and I wanna play with it and see how it works. I was really happy with the Marvel Legends they put out at Toys R Us and its articulation.
1: You have to see how obtrusive the articulation is, because a lot of times the articulation detracts away from the actual figure. No matter how great the figure is, all you see is, like, a joint, because it sticks out. And if they can make it so it's not invisible, but you don't notice it, then they've done their job well.
3: Exactly. And, you know, on these bigger figures, the the worse they are, the more it stands out. So Mm -hmm. I think they've taken the extra time to make sure that they are making it, you know, aesthetically pleasing from what from what they showed us. Well, they're doing some interesting things with this. Now,
2: they had Wave 1 on display in their booth, and that is Steve Rogers, Cap, yep. Hope Summers, Extremis Iron Man, Claw, Constrictor, which came out of the fans' choice votes, yep. and Ghost Rider Danny Ketch with the blue head, although there will be an orange head variant going around. And that will all have a build of Terax. Right. But in Wave 2, they're doing something a little bit different here. They're doing, the standard figures are Bucky Cap, Dakin is brown Wolverine outfit from
3: the Dark Avengers bit. With a changeable head, it sounded like, with a removable mask, mm-hmm. or a removed mask. We're not sure how they're going to do that exactly. With the, Well, it would have to be a separate head, because it said, they said he's going to have his iconic mohawk. So I would assume that's a pop-off and pop-on, different head type of thing. Then they're doing Drax big time Spidey with the black and the green outfit getting really funky with the Spider-Man but there they did mention that they're bringing back the side swivel ankle articulation on figures like that and they I always uh, did enjoy that actually right and they promised that it doesn't like Marjorie was talking about mess with the way the figure looks it, they did it in such a way that it looks good and offers that extra range of movement that a Spider-Man would need
2: But they're also, now instead of having running changes to the figures like having the two different Winter Soldiers and the two different Black Widows and whatnot, here, they're actually going to change the figure as a running change. So they're going to have the wrecking crew, which is Thunderball and Pile Driver. And during the first shipment, it's going to be Thunderball. And then later on, the same figure in the wave is now going to be Pile
3: Driver. It sounds like a nightmare. It's either going to work perfectly or it's going to work horribly. You want to know why I think it could work? They're doing it with B-level
2: characters, and we've seen it where the B-level characters can clog the pegs if you have to ship them even one per
3: case. This way, they're actually getting to ship a B-level character 0.5 per case. Right, but that would be great, except for what they described after that, which is they're basically varianting out the Build-A-Figure because these change-over figures are going to come with the same piece of that Build-A-Figure, just a variant version of it.
2: Right, right. And so, like... The Build-A-Figure for Wave 2 is Zola.
3: Right. And, and they're going to put a different chest art on him. Right, the different face in the monitor there, you know. So one's mm-hmm. a, one's the a human face and one's the skull face. And they even said his head's going to be a little different on that piece. So. Yeah,
2: because there's a second running change. Uh, the Madams, who I know from Iron Man Femme Fatale's The Novel, Madam Mask and Madam Hydra are going to be the running change there. So, we're going to see. It's going to be frustrating. It's going to be panic-inducing. Exactly.
3: I heard a lot of running change and a lot of variant noise going on in there. But that's, like I said, it's either going to be the greatest thing or it's going to, like Arnie always says, kill the line.
2: (laughs) I don't always say that. I'm not the harbinger of doom. The hater of I there am is. not. I am not. I never have once said kill the line. You are the cooler. I'm the cooler, but in 19 episodes, I've not said kill the line. Have you no, said no, 19? No. Yeah. Oh wow. I've well, not said. You go back and listen to 19 episodes, and you told me where I say kill the line. No,
3: not. I'm not saying that you hope to kill the line. I think what you said I'm not was sitting
2: here going, oh, they're going to kill the line.
3: Wishing every time. harm.
1: He's not comic book guy.
3: I think. I think what you said for you personally, what. What kept you from being full-on into Legends in the past was all the variants and all the chances. Yes,
2: it, it kept me out of it because right. it was frustrating for me. I never said it killed the line. It helped the line. It brought a lot of people's interest to the line. Right. It just made me run screaming with my hair on fire because I didn't want to pay $100 for a figure.
3: <laughs> Things change. I can see in our future having a thread in the forums of strictly just build a figure, piece swaps, yeah. to help each other out. But...
2: The first wave of Marvel Legends is going to be out early 12. Yeah, January. And the second wave depends on the sale of the first wave. So February, June... January of 13 as a Toys R Us exclusive. <laughs> the other thing that came out in the Q&A was the price 14.99 a figure, far less than what we've
3: been seeing at retail. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but
1: that's still
3: less than we've been seeing at retail. I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm surprised to see it at that price actually. I was I was bracing myself for 17.99 at the lowest.
2: Really? I mean, at Toys R Us, how much did the two packs go up to? 50?
3: Oh, yeah, they were up there for a while. So that's
2: 25 a figure. The current Iron Man 6-inch
3: at Toys R Us are around 19 a figure after yep. sales
2: tax. So 15 a figure, that's a nice
3: step down. And that is MSRP, you know, you never know if, you know, Walmart gets them, you might see them at 12.99. So But God only knows when Wave 2 is going
2: to come out. I'm not going to worry about it till I see it. Exactly. Now, outside of Hasbro, let's talk about my true addiction, Marjorie. You can laugh at me all you want, but um
1: I already do laugh at you. It's my job.
2: <laughs> you gave me a shot of heroin for Christmas and then want to know why I'm jonesing for
1: more. It was the hot toys. And if you think you may be interested in hot toys, let me just save you some money. Don't go. Okay, just, just stay away. They're bad people. They're they're trying to part you from your hard earned money. Because I could just see Arnie going, Oh I want that, I want that, I want that, I want that. Oh look at that one over there and then I want this and this and this. Oh, I might need three of these.
2: Never never will I Army build a hot toy. Oh thank God. But Uh-oh. I am scared to death of the price of Ironmonger. Oh my god. That was yes.
3: awesome.
1: And it comes with the Obadiah figure?
3: Mm-hmm. The, it's huge. It's, I You know, we were sitting there looking at it, and Chev's not a huge fan of me buying the hot toys, but she knows the price tag on him, and she looked at Iron Man and She's like, that one's cool, which to me is... That go, was the go ahead and invitation to buy. Get it. Yeah, exactly. that
1: was... That's a wife... <laughs> wifies. That means, oh, honey, you need to buy that. <laughs>
3: yeah, that one, I... People are going to go crazy over that. That's going to be the next biggest Iron Man hot toy ever. And there's some really cool ones right in that box
1: did, did you see the one, the suit up Tony Stark?
2: Now, all right, I'm going to be honest here to all our listeners. I don't like being one of those people who, like, what do you want for Christmas? Tell me and I'll go buy it, right? And I, you, last Christmas, I refused to give you any ideas, and you gave me a hot toy and a Kotobuki Iron Man.
1: That, that's because Justin helped me out with the hot toys. I did. It, it was like I was. It was like five year olds. So present. it's his problem. He started it because I asked him for help because I didn't know anything about hot toys. And you, again, you can't really Google hot toys. <laughs> <laughs> you get some bad things. Let me tell you. Um, just not a good thing.
2: But I was looking at this, and they revealed that they're coming out with the Iron Man Mark Four. In the suit-up, like, arms from the movie.
1: But did you guys notice the hands holding, the robot hands holding the Iron Man mask to put on him? Freaking awesome!
2: And again, a Robert Downey Jr. head sculpt that I could decapitate Robert Downey Jr. and put next to it and have the same accurateness. Perhaps this one's more lifelike than the decapitated version would be.
3: (laughs) Well, that thing's almost like a playset. It's—I mean—the stage thing is reversible, and it, it collapses up to three different levels, and it's got two different arms and all. And I mean, it's, it's pretty. It's—it's it's a cool Shiny. display.
2: And here's the thing: it, with it, you haven't given me the mech test, Tony Stark. Last time, that has the arm and everything. I'm like. Well this is symmetry right You gotta give me this I'm not the guy person who does it But I'm like And I need to tell you this Because otherwise I'm just gonna pre-order the mofo So I'm telling you now To just pre-order the mofo
1: And what I told you Is if you see it go up Just do it
2: it is gorgeous. And then they're doing their first non-movie hot toy that I think I've seen. Yeah, was that the Stealth suit? Stealth Armor Iron Man. And if you're going to go into the comic line, that would be a perfect jumping off point for Arnie. Because, you know, I'm like, I'm all in, but I'm all in on the movie side, right? I'm, yep. I'm, I'm a multimedia guy. But then you gotta do the beautiful, gorgeous stealth armor, which is like my favorite Iron Man armor ever.
3: (laughs) It it is cool and it's you know, I mean it's a hot toys. But for me, that's where I'm gonna draw the line. It's an
2: easy pass if you're a movie guy, you know? Yep. But I love the blue of it. You know, I've loved it in the sideshow maquette, I've loved it in the three and three quarter inch figures, I've loved it in the six inch figures, and now I'm gonna love it twelve inches long. If 12 inches isn't big enough for your toys, <laughs> how about three feet? <laughs>
0: <Wow>. uh.
3: <laughs> Wait, this is usually your line, Arnie. How do you say it? Legendary. <laughs> yes.
2: Sideshow is coming out with legendary scale figures.
1: Statues. <laughs>
2: yeah. Some with light up features. Yeah. They've got Iron Man, who lights up, and they've got a Wolverine, which is freaking awesome.
1: I told you not to go over there, specifically because that Wolverine was amazing.
2: It is? All right, I got some problems with this line, though. It's a three-foot scale line, one to two scale, right? Half scale. Am I the only one who got, like inflatable toy off that Iron Man like you know when Batman came out and they had the three foot Batman at Walmart that's what it kind of reminded me of and it also looked a little bit like
3: a little person in a suit oh (laughs) it see it is it's a little it's a little strange to see something at that scale because it's so it's big enough to have so much detail that it looks so real but then you take a step back and it's only three feet tall these things run what? Like I thought it was $1,500 fifteen hundred dollars. Fifteen and up. Yeah.
2: And I don't know. I I consider this an easy pass, honestly. I really do. At that price point, man, you've got to really impress me. And I look at them and I'm like, I they look weird. They look they look stunted.
1: Well, the one thing I could see why you'd buy one is if it's the. Marvel character that really resonates within you and that is the one that you know means a lot to you but like you would probably get Spider-Man
3: that Wolverine looked really good yeah. I kind of look at it think. the same way, Marjorie. I kind of thought this was the collectible for people who don't collect. Yeah. You know, it's like this is the one thing they're going to have. I agree. Or the
2: one, like, centerpiece. And I, I know there are people out there that would get the whole line. I know Star Wars collectors who are going to get all of these. They're doing with Star Wars, too. We'll get every one. Yeah. But I also see where if you have a comic collection or you have a comic toy collection— And you just are putting together a room, or even a home theater room, right? And you're putting together a home theater with all this multimedia stuff. One of those in a corner or on a shelf or something that is a huge display piece I could see getting. But you really, you've got to love that character, and you got to love the sculpt and the pose of the character. I love the Iron Man movie. That Iron Man was an easy pass with all of its light-up features. Comic book Yellow Wolverine I really like, and that pose was dynamic. It was a very striking piece. In a theater room, oh boy, I hate to say that,
1: but maybe. It's a lot of real estate for a theater room, though. <laughs> That's yeah, the thing. Those spaces
3: are big, aren't yeah. they? yeah.
1: I mean, you're looking at having a special display because no one has a shelf that big because otherwise your crap looks weird in your house. You're going to have to have a nice column base for it that's going to be able to fit it and probably even specially build something or else you're going to have broken arms, broken claws, you name it.
2: I got a couple life-size Yodas in my house and it's, it's that kind of a problem where it's a couple feet tall and you put it on the floor, do you put it on something? I put them on the floor but then it's below eye level, a lot of people miss it. So yeah, you're right. It's a lot of real estate but theater rooms are usually big empty spaces especially by the screens. but I don't know it space is a big problem with those no pun intended
1: yeah now did you guys see the life-size busts
2: yeah (laughs) (laughs) again another theater room piece to match.
1: here's the thing I think these are very very easy pass I think there's something wrong with that Iron Man's head it's a
2: little oddly shaped to me I agree with that
1: it was kind of bulbous and then that door he looks like Dog the Bounty Hunter <laughs> as Thor. <laughs> <laughs> There's something wrong with it. I didn't, I didn't care for the face. I, didn't, I just did not care for are it. Are
3: those the final pieces on the floor or were those yeah, prototypes? those were final pieces. All right.
1: Now, you know,
2: I've come around on the legendary scale busts, which are the half scale busts. I pre-ordered the Emma Frost. Was she down there?
1: I did not see the Emma Frost.
2: I, I kind of have come around when we saw those at the toy show in New York. When it comes to a one-to-one scale bust, I could see it going better with the masked figures... I think a Spider-Man might be really well done... With the cloth and things... A mixed media type thing... But the way they're doing them... Um, yeah, I'm just... I'm not loving the one-to-one scale busts... But... The Iron Man... The War, Mo- the War Machine one... Looked really cool... But they didn't have that on display...
1: No, they did not...
2: Mm-mm. But... They did have a great line of maquettes... Sideshow coming out with their premium formats... And their maquettes down the line... You can go to MarveliciousToys.com... See all the pictures... Kind of regretting not buying the Iron Man maquette there that looked pretty badass. But it's on the wait list now, so too bad for me. I guess I saved 500
1: It's (laughs) self-control. It is. It
3: is. Self-regulating self-control.
2: And right across from the Sideshow booth was the Marvel.com booth where... (laughs) All right, picture this. We walk up to the Marvel.com booth, and people swoop down on Marjorie and ask if she'd like to be interviewed for Marvel.com on tape.
1: Yeah, because I had my squinky Captain America earrings that I made, and I was wearing my Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane shirt, the front of the comic. Right. (laughs) And they wanted to interview me because I was a girl, and I like nerdy things.
2: You're a unicorn.
1: I am a unicorn, I'm a very special flower. There's no one else like me because it's there's weird. no
2: other women at the con.
1: No, gosh, it's it's a sausage fest here. It's weird. Yeah, yeah, whatever. There's like more women than men here, so it's not. And I've I'm seen these four
3: Wonder Womans. That's kind of.
1: I saw Training Wonder Woman.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I did too, <laughs>
1: which was awesome. I saw Tranny mermaid.
2: Wonder, not a woman.
1: <laughs> Here's the thing. I wonder if it's a woman. <laughs> Here's the thing, uh, ladies. Geek girls are not unique. There's lots of us out there. It's okay. A number of things are mainstream. and They've lost their geekiness. Comics still are a little geeky, I guess. No, no they're not geeky. But you know what? I still love the art. And I still love the movies. And I love the toys.
2: So, somewhere on Marvel.com is an interview with Marjorie. Now, they posted a link... I went to that link. I cannot find any interviews. It specifically says, we talk to girls who love Marvel Comics. I cannot find this video. Listeners, I'm crowdsourcing this at this point. Help me find this video.
1: (laughs) I was interviewed by The Watcher, if that helps. Grace at The Watcher.
3: Oh, okay. Not The Watcher himself. Yes, not with a big bulbous (laughs) head.
1: No, no, no. I'm sorry. Grace, I'm sorry. I got confused. (laughs) I was interviewed by Grace, who hosts The Watcher.
2: Yes. So, if somebody can help us find that on Marvel.com. Now, they did have the Captain America iPhone 4 covers they were giving away. It said on the website, come demo Captain America video game for iPad. Get an iPhone cover. That was a blatant lie.
1: Yeah, because you had to find the girls in the slutty Captain America outfits... And then you had to uh, demo it with them, but they're only out there at specific times doing it. And then
2: they'd be out there at other times, but they wouldn't be giving away the cases right then. Or if they were, you'd have to do trivia. Yeah, so... I resorted to bribery. I said, I'm standing right here with my iPad. If I buy the app in front of you, will you give me a case? Which is still a bargain. The game's 5 bucks. How much do iPhone cases cost? At least
1: 10 right? I paid 40 earlier.
2: Yeah, I paid... 35 for a Spider-Man one here because this Cap one that we did get is pretty crappy. It's a $5 case. Wow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we did get that by just buying the app in front of them. There are a series of these cases. You can actually apparently buy this case at pdp.com and you'll get 20% off if you use the code ComicCon
3: 2011. Huh. But well, you guys didn't mention their iPhone 3 cases. They are? Well, Yeah, look, they're rounded. They said it was for the iPhone 4. There's no way. They they specifically said iPhone 4. Well, you guys go and try to put that on your iPhone 4.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's gonna work. Live demo. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's that's it's too Arnie. It, Square peg, round hole. <laughs> Quite. Do you want to go back down? want to see if we can trade them. Do you really think they had others? <laughs> well, they, and the girl was specifically saying there are no iPhone, no 3G cases.
3: They're all 3G cases, there's apparently. There was a guy
1: standing there <laughs> saying, can I buy
2: the app and get it? But it may not work on my phone. I have a 3GS. And she goes, oh, the game will work fine on your 3GS, but we don't have a case for you.
3: Oh, there's some confusion going on down there.
2: Oh, my lord. This is what you get for hiring booth babes. I'm sorry, guys. I have a rule for Comic-Con, by the way. We have some rules at Comic-Con. Rule number one of Comic-Con now is just because a booth babe poses with you does not mean she likes you. That's a new rule? <laughs> So yes, I got suckered into getting an iPhone case I can't use. Anyone have an iPhone? Maybe it'll fit our Touch.
1: It might fit your Touch.
3: It won't. It won't. My will? son has a Touch, and none of the cases that I had for my iPhone 3 work on the Touch.
1: Well, perhaps we have some marvelous prizes for a very specific <laughs> <you> audience.
3: <laughs> iPhone you can 3 sit users. Down and
1: try it. <laughs> try it and say hey. I demoed the game. She told me, she, I asked for an iPhone 4 case and this is... A th- we'll go and ask. We'll go
2: and ask them and say. But if I want one, I apparently could go buy an iPhone 4 case at PDP.com with 20% off at coupon code COMICCON2011.
1: <laughs> Cases <laughs> are
2: $30. 20% off makes them $24. And that's still less than you paid.
1: It is. But there's a great Magneto one. Look at that. That
2: is a cool Magneto one. A couple quick hits before we go and get drunk. We did stop by the Diamond Select booth. Get to see some Bowen statues coming. A very cool saber tooth.
1: Did you tell him the good news? What I found. Oh yeah, we did tell you about Modok mm-hmm. that was canceled. I made Arnie happy.
2: That's awesome. And the mini mates. We saw the Galactus, and I was bummed. I thought they were making a giant mini mate. He's just regular mini-mate size, and he's Galactus, and it comes in a Herald of Galactus set, but I thought we were getting a big old Galactus right. with the Heralds around him. No, he's just regular mini-mate size. Boo. That's n- There's nothing Galactus about that. No. And we stopped by Tonner with the Tonner dolls. They had a Comic-Con exclusive Phoenix in the red outfit with the white eyes.
1: It was all kinds of wrong.
3: You know what those are? Those bad. Though, yeah, those serve a purpose in the collector's world because if anybody ever says they look at your collection and hear that you have 12-inch action figures and they say, no, you collect dolls, you can show them the difference between a Hot Toys and a Sideshow collectible next to a Tonner doll because those are dolls. Those are dolls with outfits slapped on them. And they're really bad outfits.
2: Marjorie said it perfectly.
1: It's like your crazy aunt who sews little costumes for your toys. <laughs> and took a Ken doll. And made him Captain America. And that's exactly what it is. I, I had a grandma that would do that. And a lot of my brother's toys had some really wacky ass outfits. We had cowboy G.I. Joes. Nice. It looks like
2: 12-inch figures in poorly made Halloween costumes. Yeah. And my
1: grandma used to sew Barbie clothes for me, too. I'm in the Barbies. And I always had weird, weird Barbies.
3: These Tatar dolls are all very Aryan, if I remember. Like, there's a lot of blonde hair, blue eyes.
2: <laughs> but
3: what's weird is you go there, they have like the Twilight series. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah,
1: but those Twilight people buy anything. Exactly.
3: But it worked on that one. Sorry, it worked on that one because what I was about to say is all the male characters were very feminine looking. (laughs) And that Edward looked just right, like almost realistic. See, I saw a Toner
2: Spider Man when we were in New York, and I'm like, that looks bad. That just looks terrible. And seeing these here, yeah, Toner, sorry, you give the Marvelicious Toys thumbs down. Sorry. All right, guys, I think that is Comic-Con. There may be a little bit more Comic-Con news later on as things trickle out that we might have missed. I know there were some great reveals of the video games panel that we're going to be covering. I'm certainly buying the X-Men and Spider-Man games coming out later this year. And
1: It's not like that other Spider-Man game that was a kid's game?
2: No, this one is written
3: by Peter David, one of my favorite writers. And a little bit of breaking news. My brother texted me, wanted to know if I saw the scuffle that was going on with the actor who plays uh, Lizard in the Spider-Man movie. Apparently he got arrested for battery last night. Oh,
2: my God. <laughs> he w- We saw him at
3: the panel.
1: Yeah. we. Oh, he got arrested for battery here then. Oh. Yeah. He, he's Rise, a famous... Rise,
2: yeah, Rise Ivens.
3: Ivens. Yep.
1: I don't know who that is. What's he been in?
3: He's a British actor.
1: Not helping. <laughs> he was in Notting Hill. He was the naked
3: guy. Uh, no, I no, I've never that. seen that. <laughs> it's actually a good movie. Arty's a little bit the one who
1: saw that? He's pretentious. He sees the chick flicks before I do.
3: <laughs> it's a pre screen, him.
1: Yeah. Make sure that I'll like him. <laughs> I like Notting Hill.
3: Screw you. Not <laughs> <laughs> something you want to shout in a crowded public area. <laughs> In Hannibal Rising, Vanity
2: Fair.
1: Uh, isn't that a check
2: Little Nicky. And he was in The Replacements as the soccer player who does the field goals. Oh, okay. Yeah,
3: Now, we're gonna now you got me. That one got me. <laughs> well, all right. So he's known for playing drunk ruffians, so I'm not surprised. Right. And I think the headline reads a little worse than what happened. It sounds like what happened is somebody in his entourage couldn't get into an event, and he was already tipsy, and he started, you know, getting a little out of control, and he, he pushed a female. He, was, he was at the Hasbro line, wasn't he? Exactly. He, he wanted a Sentinel. <laughs> you
1: no, know, he wanted that vintage Death Star collection from Star Wars that was one at one.
2: Yeah, I and mean, his entourage couldn't get it. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, until next time.
0: Make mine marvelous. Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help our show by leaving a positive review for the show on iTunes. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. At the site, you can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for Marvel toys, talk and trade with the Marvelicious forums, and much more. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. We want to hear your thoughts on Marvel Collectibles. You can leave reports of your latest toy finds as well as product reviews on our voicemail at 803-MARVEL-4 or email an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at MarveliciousToys.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Arnie Carvalho. Podcast enhancement by Barrett. Marvelicious website design by Jason. Graphic design by Justin. Announcements by Brock. The marvelous theme song, Bam, Pow, Kablam, is composed by Joe Harrison. See more of Joe's work at www.starwarsfanworks.com slash lion's mouth. If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars Collecting is covered weekly at our other podcast, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at swactionnews.com. Marvel Comics and all of the Marvel Multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a production of Venganza Media Incorporated, copyright 2011, all rights reserved.
2: wait around too long. I'm not going to have to pay, you know, $600 like I did for some other ones, White Phoenix. So... (laughs) Moving on. How are those frenzies coming, Marjorie?
1: Wait a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, rewind.
2: Um, I can't. This is digital. So oh,
1: wait, I then. Wait, wait a second. I
2: <laughs> On preview night, I then went to Gentle Giant's booth and went to get you the squirrel pool that you like.
1: You paid $600 for one of those?
2: The squirrel pool you like.
1: You paid $600 for one of those? The squirrel pool you like. How many frenzies are you buying me when we go back to the floor? The squirrel pool you like. <laughs> I do love the squirrel pool. He's very on it.
2: It was... Get over it, Frenzy Girl. (laughs) That's your new superhero name, Frenzy Girl. (laughs) But... Like, they took the CGI from... villain in Incredible Hulk. Abomination. Abomination. <laughs> I'm sitting here, I'm like, I know that it, A-bomb, A-bomb, Some F- I'm blanking. <laughs> they must be a little bit more old school than me because they were all about six inches and it was kind of funny to hear
3: <laughs> Hardcore six inches. Hardcore six inches
1: not kind of podcast, I don't think, are we? Not
3: yet. We might be. still have to see the superhero strippers. Marvelous adult toys. <laughs> yeah,
1: never ever Google for adult toys when you're trying to find an adult toy store, like, you know, with collectibles. It just doesn't work
3: out
2: well. But... <laughs> you know, I've loved it in the sideshow maquette. I've loved it in the... Three and three quarter inch figures. I've loved it in the six inch figures, and now I'm gonna love it twelve inches long.
3: <laughs> <laughs> wow! Really? I feel like we're playing volleyball. That one was such an easy setup. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> so easy, I was so in awe. I just let it fall to the ground without even taking a swing.
1: But a little bit of silence there. He actually, he did really say that, didn't he? <laughs>
2: If 12 inches isn't big enough for your toys,
3: (laughs) how about three feet? (laughs) Well, guys, I'm tired. I don't know about you. I'm
2: exhausted. I would
5: like some beer.
2: Beer as tall as a legendary scale
3: figure. Excellent. Or your wives. (laughs) <laughs> Our wives are only three feet tall? Yes, we're tiny. <laughs> You're Bridget? <laughs> oh, shut up. I'm not a midget. <laughs> That's two weeks in a row. Oh,
0: wow. This <clears throat>
2: Now have you seen any pictures of their booth? They had like a giant banner where they had some of the mini bus and it there it kinda looked like the Hulk had gotten some breast implants. He was kind of Pamela Anderson in it. Uh, the actual bus does not look as bad as the one on their banner, so perhaps they made a mistake there. Need to Photoshop that banner a
3: little Photoshop bit. Photoshop fail, yes.
2: <laughs> the matter Hulk get, the more stacked Hulk get. But